On today's episode, we are talking about systems with Brittany Dixon. Stick around. Hola creators, I'm Jessenia Bocanera, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom Podcast, where we bring you inspiring conversations and tips and tactics to help you grow and up-level your business one action at a time. If this is the first time you're here, welcome, and I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. Joining us today is Brittany Dixon. Brittany is a podcaster, productivity, and systems strategist. She helps highly driven visionary entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations to free up their time to do things in their zone of genius. Brittany, welcome to the Focus in Blue podcast. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're joining me today because systems and organization is such a key part of starting a business, running a business, growing a business. Um, And it's one of those things that you want to start, the earlier you start implementing, the better, because, you know, it's just going to flow more organically, just help you grow more naturally. But before we dive into the the nitty gritty and the spreadsheet stuff, which I love, (laughs) can you tell me a little bit about you and how you got started as a productivity and systems strategist? Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So I actually am an accidental entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, So I actually live outside of Columbus, Ohio. I am a mom of twins. I have always been organized, but then I had twins. So it's kind of a requirement, not really a luxury. Um, Anyways, the short version is I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses. And um, essentially, I was a wedding and event planner previously. I worked for a corporate restaurant doing event planning and marketing. Um, I actually got let go from that job. And before that happened, I'd kind of started a side hustle organizing houses, you know, the whole Marie Kondo thing on Netflix, right? Um, So it was was called clutter control. I was like, I'm totally going to organize people's houses and they're going to pay me. It's going to be great. Um, Total side hustle. I got promoted at that time when I started it. And then I was like, okay, this is just going to hang out over here. Well, then I got let go nine months later and I was like, okay, just kidding side hustles, full-time hustle. Let's do this. Um, So really dove into that, but had no idea what I was doing running a business. So I hired a business coach. um, And essentially when I hired her, I found this entire like online business space that I apparently lived under a rock before. Um, So she's like, oh my gosh, you could totally do this for people in the online space and like teach productivity and systems and impact more people. So Went down the whole rabbit hole and then finally, you know, two years later, figured out what the heck I was doing and got the business going and did some things. So, um, yeah, I I kind of accidentally dove into this and now we're five years in. So (laughs) That's amazing. I'll say a good accident then. (laughs) I know. No, looking back, it was like the best thing ever because I probably would have been stuck in that like easy corporate job for a while if I wouldn't have 
got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, actually, sometimes those things that we think might like hinder us in our yes. journey are, are actually the things that will really help us catapult to the Absolutely. next thing. Like maybe if we're too afraid of doing something, that's sort of like the universe saying, hey, you're push, like pushing hey, us. <laughs> hey, you should do that. Yeah. Like exactly. do, it, do it scared. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Uh, I love I love spreadsheets. I am an Indian yep. seven, but I also like my spreadsheets. So it's like that combination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I'm all for work smart, not harder. So what are some of the processes that can easily be systemized so that we can yeah. be more productive? You know, like this is, these are one of those things that the the earlier we can do in, you know, in our, in our business journey, the better, because it's just going to help us. So yeah. what are some of those processes? For sure. Um, and like you said, not everybody is spreadsheet people, right? Like not everybody thinks in systems or like loves color-coded labels. That has been me since I was like 16, but you know, not everybody's like, let's label things and put colors on things. Um, so anyways, I think some of the easiest ones and the ones that kind of lead to profit too, because we're in business, right? Um, your digital workspace and really setting up great systems for that. So making sure that your inbox system and full are really clean and easy to use because even, even mine that's really organized, like email is super overwhelming. So if you don't have a system for that, it's going to be a hot mess real fast. Um, so inbox systems, your digital files in whether you use Google Drive, Dropbox, whatever, but making sure you have a really great system for that. Um, your bookmarks and the, the different apps and things you use, making sure that you've got like this digital workspace that is super easy to find things. Um, that also includes like your passwords using a, an app like LastPass um, so that you can have your passwords auto-generate and you're not like going down that rabbit hole of forgot my password, go in my email. Oh, wait, now I have 17 emails and I forgot what I went in there for. <laughs> I I, you're probably laughing because that's the thing you've done, right? Um, so really that whole digital workspace is like, I think the easiest one to start with and like the core of being organized on your in your digital space. So can I just say something? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like <laughs> when you said password, I'm like, I just thought of my husband who is like password obsessed. <laughs> just feel like he's like right here. Like, see, told you so. <laughs> it is though. I mean, you think about it like, yeah, it's three seconds here and 30 seconds here and a minute here. But like, if you just continually do that and you're like, oh, lost my password, lost my password, like it's so much wasted time. So um, I think that's probably the easiest one. But then some of the other ones are like your lead and sales and follow-up process, really making sure that that is super streamlined, super easy because that's where your money's coming from. And if you're not following up with leads, you're literally leaving money on the table. Um, and then once they turn into clients, making sure the client onboarding process and the client offboarding process are really streamlined. Um, that's obviously client facing and that's going to impact what they think of you. And then they're going to re refer you to people. Um, so those are some of the core ones. And then just like maybe content repurposing because we all have to put content out. So finding a way to make that faster and easier. Um, and then I have an end of day process that's super special. It's my three P's of productivity and it is literally a game changer. Um, basically it's process, process, plan and prepare and process essentially means taking everything from the day and putting it where it needs to go. 
So whether that's your files, your tasks, your calendar events, whatever, out of your notebook and putting it where it needs to go. And then planning is really like mapping out your next day. Because if you map out your day, the day it's happening, it's game over. Um, So making sure you do it the day before and then preparing like client files or whatever you're doing and it's on your calendar, preparing stuff for that. So I think those are probably some of the core ones that I think are easiest to kind of start with because I know systems can be super overwhelming for people. <laughs> Absolutely. And these are really great suggestions. And, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned files and like organizing files. Uh, majority of my audience here is photographers and also um, so digital entrepreneurs, social media yep. marketers. But like photographers, one of the biggest things that um, at least when I whenever I was you know, would yeah. um, teach my students is I would tell them, make sure to name your files in a specific way, like create yeah. a naming convention that makes sense. Because IMG underscore 3045. Right. <laughs> You're what like, uh, which client did that belong to in which year? Right? <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, you want to be as you want to create a naming convention system that works for you so that yeah. you know, if you can't remember, you know, like, you can at least get an, a sense of when what year was that shot, or, you know, the name of the family, if you're doing a family session, or like a bridal, whatever. Uh, that is so huge, because really, yeah. Oh my gosh, looking through images and images and images without a name, a proper oh, name goodness, is just yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because I actually, I take a lot of pictures like personally and for work, obviously, but, um, I have so many pictures and if they are not in like, you can't find them and I'm just doing yeah. it for me personally. That's not even for clients. So yeah, naming and just digital organization is huge, especially if most of your stuff is done online. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned the leads and follow up onboarding and offboarding because, you know, like you said, that's if you're not following on that, if you're not organizing that, then you're probably just leaving money right off the table. And you never oh, know. And I'm speaking from experience because before I had like a CRM in place that fo- had follow up tasks, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got people that I talk to with like my Facebook Messenger, my Instagram. And then I'd scroll through and I was like, oh, yeah, they wanted to like have a call or I was supposed to send them something or, oh, gosh, like, So we've all done it before, right? Or like you started the conversation and then it got lost and then you never continued the conversation. So, um, and that's, that's where the money is in business, right? Is making sure those relationships stay up to date. And if you don't have a process for that, it makes it really hard to do. Absolutely. And it makes you from the client perspective, it makes you look very professional. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're like following up at specific times, they're like, oh, you're on it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They, they love it. They actually yeah, love it. <laughs> for sure. So, okay. Can you, so can you, there's a lot of systems that we can work, oh, work sure. on, but like, can you walk us through an effective client onboarding that doesn't take us forever to yeah. put together, but also from the client perspective, it feels like they're actually being taken care of and not just like yeah. treated by a robot. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I actually do a lot of this with my clients in our call to client to close VIP days. So this is like my jam. This is one of my favorites. Um, so first I will say that each offer that you have does have somewhat of a custom onboarding process because you're going to need to collect different information 
or ask different questions. So um, you really have to like pick one offer to do this process with and then put it on repeat. So don't try to like create an onboarding process for every single offer that you have or every single product that you have. Really pick one is going to be the first step. Um, so the first kind of piece and it's client facing is probably once you've had that phone call, um, you could streamline that with like a scheduler or something to that effect. But that first piece is really like the proposal contract and invoice. Um, so you want something that's templatized that looks custom to them. <laughs> so you want something that can be on repeat and it's, it's everything in your offer, but then you can customize like 20% of it to them and their language and what they were talking about. Um, so that's probably the first chunk to work on is like laying out what that proposal looks like, how it can be templatized and what's the same every time. And then what pieces need customized. Um, same thing with like the contract. That's probably going to be the same for most most offers because it's kind of just a general thing. And then invoices, kind of making sure that those are, they look really nice, but they obviously connect in with the proposal and the offer that they have. Um, so that's the first chunk. And then I think the second piece is really that onboarding email and questionnaire. Again, templatize that can be custom just a tiny bit per person. <laughs> I am all about working smarter, not harder. And templates is the way to go. Um, so how can you create an onboarding email that covers everything everyone would need to know coming through that offer that you can tweak a little bit and customize per person? Same thing with the questionnaire. And what questions do you kind of have to have for that specific offer in order for you to complete the project? Um, the next step would be scheduling calls. And that's kind of part of that onboarding email is like, Hey, here's my scheduling link. Go schedule your first call or your first session. Obviously that depends on what the offer looks like and things like that, but you probably have to have some sort of conversation with them to do the work. And then, um, I, I have the onboarding email, but I also like to do like a full on welcome email, um, with like a guide of what this is going to kind of look like. And this is just kind of like a special touch add on. Um, and this is something that I'll send. I typically send a welcome gift as well after you've collected like their address from the, the questionnaire. Um, and try to just, there's, especially in the digital space, I think there's so much that's digital that if they get this thing in the mail, they're like, oh my gosh, what is this? They're like, Brittany, Brittany sent me something in the mail. And it's just this extra thing that not many people are doing that will have them talking about you because that just looks so professional that you collected their information you sent them a thing and they got it. It's just a special touch. Um, so that's like the front facing type of stuff. And in the back end, I mean, honestly, the quickest like list of things is like creating their Google Drive folder, creating some sort of notebook. I use the iPad, so I have a digital notebook, but creating a notebook for them, saving all of their information and contract into said folder, and then really just prepping for the call. So it's kind of like that prep work section, whatever that looks like for you, um, and kind of just getting ready for the next step. I love this. This is really great. Uh, it's so it's it's really 
interesting to see how much time you can you can waste just going back and forth saying, so let's set, schedule a call. What time are you available? Okay, I'm available with this time or the other one. Just send, yeah. you know, you, you save so much time by sending a link. Hey, you can check out, you know, you can schedule your our meeting. Uh, here's a link yeah. to my calendar. And then you can schedule at a time that works for you. And then you already have your availability. It's perfect. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many tools out there, obviously, that do these things. And Absolutely. I know as new business owners, it can be really difficult to spend money on those things, especially if you're not making money or making a lot of money. But I will tell you from a scalability standpoint, if you have these things in place, it allows you to take on more clients and onboard and offboard more, which means more revenue uh, because you just really don't understand how much time you're wasting. You're like, oh, let me put together this contract from scratch or this proposal from scratch, or let me rewrite a new email every time I onboard somebody. Like, It's a lot of time that you could be doing actual client work or finding new clients. <laughs> um, I'm just so I actually, I, use a, I know. And I, we've all done it, right? I'm like, let me just create a new email. I'm like, what? Why am I creating a new email? I have templates for this. Yeah. Um, I actually use a tool called Plutio. I know that Dubsado is really popular in the online space. I'm actually not a fan. I love the concept, don't like the the actual execution. Um, but Plutio is something that basically somebody can, I can send a proposal contract invoice. As soon as they sign it, it creates a project with all the tasks automatically. Now, you have to put the, the templates in, right? <laughs> but once you do that, as soon as they sign that, the project has been created for me. And just that tiny piece of automation saves me so much time in the back end. That's awesome. I, I I haven't heard about that one. I use Seventeen Hats, but it's pretty much the yeah. same thing. Like Similar. there are yeah, Seventeen Hats, Dubsado, Honeybook. Um, yep. I'm trying to think what the other one was. Yeah, there's like seventeen. There's so ones. many. <laughs> there's so many, and the prices. You know, they yeah. they're really almost all of them have a similar you know set of offerings. You just have to like dive deeper into each and one of them to see which one works better for your systems for for yeah. your business and, and the yeah. type of system that you're about to set up but for a sure. lot of these also give you like a free trial or um like uh either a free trial for a certain time of a period of time or just a free version uh yeah. for whatever time of reason so like for um your online schedulers there are a lot of options that you can uh, put together even google has one integrated with gmail so yeah just a lot of options and, and things that we could put together, uh, they can implement yeah. um, to facilitate all of our systems. Yeah. And what I will say is, especially if you're a new business owner and you are scared to spend $30, $20, whatever that looks like a month, right? You have to think of it in how much can I charge per hour? So if you can charge $100 per hour and this thing costs you $30 a month, like one hour of work is going to pay for it and then some. And this system will save you one hour of work. <laughs> so you have to really think of it in that way and the actual ROI on it. Because if you're like, oh gosh, it's $30, I'll just do it. It's fine. I'll just email back and forth. Like if you actually added up that time, you could have spent three hours working with clients and getting paid. <laughs> as opposed to doing that. So um, that is one thing. It is kind of a mindset shift to think that way, but um, that's definitely something I would suggest thinking of for sure. 
I'm so glad that you mentioned that this is like a mindset shift. I'm really glad you mentioned that because it, it really is. It's not just, yeah. okay, it's not just a black and white thing. It's, it's like, okay, we are creating this business. We want to grow uh, yeah. to whatever we feel that that's the goal that, you know, each and one of us has for our business. Oh, for sure. But, you know, it's, if you want to get to that particular point, whatever that is, then you need to sort of shift any sort of beliefs that you need to have this zero tax mentality. Like I'm not going to make anything like you have to invest. You just have to make sure that whatever it is, whatever tools you're, you want to incorporate as part of your business, make it, whatever that is, it makes sense for your business, for your process, for your system. And it becomes an investment as opposed to just, uh, like, a just spending something, you know? Yeah. And really think about it too. Us in the online space and this day and age, we have such low overhead as opposed to like a brick and mortar business. Like you think about yes. a brick and mortar business, all the things they have to buy and pay for and rent and these things like 300 bucks a month for softwares and tools is nothing compared to that. Right. So like we're in this space now that anybody can start a business and it really doesn't cost that much money to get up and running and doing stuff if you have a skill, which everyone does. So. Exactly. And yeah. for photographers, for example, if you're starting out, you know, I know for sure that gear is incredibly important because you can't take photos without gear. So that's one thing. But like, you know, once you have the gear, whether that is you are renting part of the gear or you have owned all of the or you're owning all of the gear, you know, think about what's the next step and what how, what type of sessions you want to book. Do you want to do weddings? Do you want to do portraits or what what it is that you want to do so that, uh, you know, just imagine if you want to book 20 weddings a year, do you want to write? 20 contracts right <laughs> and 20, 20 welcome emails welcomes. and 20 offboarding emails and 20 proposals no <laughs> I'm because tired just gonna, by saying gonna, it <laughs> I know right you're going to be tied up in taking the pictures and editing the pictures and doing all of the client facing things and then you're going to get so tied up in the back end that you're not going to be able to bring on more clients so you're going to be stuck in this like up and down of like clients and then admin work and then clients and then admin work and you never bring on new clients which means you get stuck so systems really do allow you to scale you can hustle your way to pretty good six figures but at some point you've got to put systems in place to scale yeah and and always ultimately all of this is going to help you avoid burning out oh gosh gotcha. yeah <laughs> The period. <laughs> yeah. You want to be taking pictures or putting social, like whatever it is that you do, you want to be doing that. You don't want to be spending hours upon hours doing all this admin stuff in the back end, right? Like make it simple, exactly. fast, easy, spend the 30, 40, $50 a month for the tool, let the tool do the work and you get back to your zone of genius. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> okay, Brittany. So I know, you know, systems can be super overwhelming. And sometimes one of the things is like, we don't know where to start. So if there is one thing that our audiences could take today yeah. from this conversation, what would that be? Yeah. So I think it is that kind of mindset shift of thinking in systems. And I, I tell people a lot of time, don't just do it document and do it. And this really just means while you're doing it one time, write down the steps that it takes, right? And there are amazing tools out there now. We have Loom or Screencast-O-Matic, these tools that allow you to record your screen and talk through things that it's so easy to document your process now because if you create this onboarding process and you document on it a video, 
you could come have an intern or an admin do all of that for you because now they know exactly how to do it, right? So then you can start giving that to people and you can stay in your zone of genius, taking pictures, doing social media, whatever that is. So I think it really is a mindset shift of thinking in systems and saying like, oh, I changed that. Let me go change my template. Oh, I changed the way I do that. Let me go change the email template. Like thinking about future use of the template so that you can duplicate it and it's the correct version. Um, I think that is huge. And even when I've worked with clients, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, you taught me the system and like we set it up and whatever. She's like, but now every time I think of something new, I go create a template for it. I'm like, yes, that is what I, I'm on a mission just to change the mindset for people to think in systems. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is wonderful. And yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> okay, Brittany. I can talk about so, systems and spreadsheets and things all day long. <laughs> me too, and talk about I, I, like I just love color color coding and oh, yeah. creating we've spreadsheets got, got and color coded. We've got blue for business and C or pink for clients and purple for personal. It's it's all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lo- it's like Christmas. Yes. Oh, oh I love this. I could definitely keep on t- talking about spreadsheets and yeah. systems and <laughs> workflow, but <laughs> we need to start wrapping this up. And okay. I do this with a fun lightning round. And this is just okay. like just that. It's a fun round of a quick set of questions, not yeah. spreadsheet related. Right. <laughs> Are you ready? It. I'm ready. Okay. First one, coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think because I like tea too, but coffee, coffee. we're going to go fast here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Spring or summer? Spring. 80s or 90s music? 90s for sure. <laughs> Nobody says 80s. What's up, people? Well, I, was, I was tail end. I was December of 89, so I had to go 90s. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I forgive you. <laughs> what is your superpower? Um, honestly, this is crazy because it is work related, but organizing, I can literally organize anything and I love put like everything's a puzzle to me. So organizing. That's, that's definitely a superpower. (laughs) Last but not least, where can people find you? Yeah. So, um, probably the best place is Instagram. So it's at Brittany and co dot consulting. Um, I talk on Instagram and post there the most. So that's probably the best place to hang out. My website's also processforprofit.co, but, um, if you want to actually see me, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. I love it, Brittany. Thank you so very much for joining Absolutely. me today on this awesome podcast about spreadsheets and workflows yes. and systems. I love it. Spreadsheet systems, <laughs> productivity. I love it. Thank you so much for having yes. me. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brittany, and everybody tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, and you can make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and if you want to learn more about this, you can check out the show notes at bogusandbloomstudios.com slash show notes. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you.
I'll see you on the next episode.